Oh, hello, folks. It's Ken David Stewart uh, back with you uh, tonight. And the last podcast, I read a bit from one of my published novels, uh, The Lake Demon. I'm going to uh, read a bit more today uh, from a different excerpt from The the Lake Demon. And The Lake Demon, uh, for those who didn't tune in uh, yesterday or the night before, is uh, Ogopogo, um, kind of the legendary lake monster of Lake Okanagan in British Columbia, Canada. Okay, this is, and I write basically in scenes, sort of like scenes and chapters. Okay, here's one from chapter 86. You bet I am, and that's where I need your help, Jack said. Oh, where's my sense of hospitality? Would you like a cup of coffee, Jack? Now, Jack is going to see his friend, um, Mike, actually his old high school buddy. He needs a big favor from him because uh, Jack really got ripped off by his uh, old business partner and friend, Blake Riley. And he wants to find some way to really get back at Blake. And he thinks Mike might hold part of the answer. Yeah, I'll have a coffee once you get your percolator all fired up. Mike got up slowly and carefully, maneuvered his way off the couch to make the coffee in his small kitchen. Getting off the couch was an ordeal for him. There were so many dirty cups, plates, dishes, and bowls that Mike had to move a lot of cookware out of his way in order to find the coffee percolator. He'd worry about finding a clean coffee cup after the coffee was brewed. After he finished setting up the coffee maker, Mike returned to the couch. It looked like the couch had swallowed the big man so far inside it, so that he was now like a part of it. Okay, coffee's on. Now, how can I help you get revenge on Blake? Mike asked, his ponderous weight sucking him into the ragged old sofa like a black hole. Mike, do you remember that model of Ogopogo that you made in grade 11 for the science fair, I think? Of course I do. Put a damn lot of work on that thing. At that time in my life, I was fascinated by light monsters. I took great pride in sketching it, carving on my model out of wood, and then painting it. You still have it, Jack asked. You bet, Mike replied. It still has a place of honor on top of my bedroom dresser. I even dust it off once in a while, Mike laughed. Can I see it, Jack asked. Sure, I'll go, go get my little treasure from my bedroom. Didn't take Mike long to retrieve the model and bring it into his living room. It was not hard to see that Mike had put a lot of hard work into the science project. Mike's eyes sparkled as he held it. Ogopogo was carved to a very precise scale, and its body was a blend of the colors gray, green, and brown. The replica had two flippers and uh, some glued-on paintbrush hairs that were painted emerald green and formed the mane on the back of Ogopogo's head. Wow, that is a beauty! Can I handle it up close and study it for a minute? I now see why it won first prize at the science fair, Jack said. Mike slowly passed it to him, and Jack held it carefully in his hands. Is there any way that you could build a large replica of this model? Say a 15 to 20 feet long? Long one, Jack asked. I could if I had the supplies, Mike replied. What if I offered to pay for all the materials you would need, plus pay you generously for your labor, Jack asked. As long as you pay me better than my computer repair customers do, Mike laughed. 
Well, say I do agree to build you a life-size replica of Ogre Pogre. What would you do with it? You know, I think our coffee should be ready by now. I'm going to go get it. Okay, hang on a second. I just have to flip the, the page from my book here. Okay, we're going to get to that <clears throat> page right away. I kind of lost the page because I'm reading with my magnifying glass, too, because I lost uh, part of my eyesight uh, a while back, a few years ago, and uh, it does make things pretty difficult now um, in cases like, like this. <laughs> when I lose my, my spot, I'm trying to read to you, when I lose my spot uh, where I was reading, and actually it was a, a detached retina, which is what I suffered a few years ago when I lost quite a bit of eyesight in my left eye. Uh, that's why I have to use a large magnifying glass to, uh, to read. This is starting to sound like another episode of What's Up that I used to do a few years ago, and some of my students used to like it, were fans of it, so that's where I do a little commentary like this in between times, like when I drop the book. I can't find my page again. But what, what do you know? I found it. Okay. Now I just got to remember where I, where I left off. Okay. Oh, uh, here we go. Well, repeat the part where he says, Say I do agree to build you a life-size replica of Ogre Pogre. What, what, what would you do with it? You know, I think our coffee should be ready by now. I'll go get it. Now this is the part, this is the exact spot where I dropped my book last time and lost the page. Now we're over to page 222. Jack watched Mike try to extract himself from his couch. It was too painful for Jack to watch. Weighing in at over 300 pounds, Mike had to position himself so that he could use his hands to grab onto the coffee table in order to gain some leverage. Jack couldn't stand watching Mike struggle a second longer. Don't try to get up, Mike. I'll get the coffee for us. As Jack gave Mike his coffee, he began answering Mike's question. There's a couple of ways we could go with this. Once your life-size model of Ogre Pogre is completed, I also have a plan in mind. I will hire somebody to phone Blake and tell him to immediately get to a certain location on the lake. The anonymous caller will state that he's been watching the white demon for about 10 minutes now. Blake won't waste any time getting his boat and crew out to a specified location. Meanwhile, I'll have hired a couple of divers to maneuver your model beneath the surface. Blake will be sure to take a ton of pictures that he'll send to the Kelowna Daily Courier. I have no doubt that Blake and his crew will even try and capture the phony lake monster. But I will tell my divers to submerge the model and get it out of Blake's sight. If Blake's crew does manage to capture the artificial Ogopogo, I will have my own video crew nearby to film the look of shock on Blake's face when he discovers that the Ogopogo he caught is a carved wooden model. I will then send this video to Bobby O'Connor, the reporter at the Colonial Kelowna Daily Courier. This time, Blake will look like a gullible fool. You sure want to get revenge on Blake Riley, don't you, Jack? Mike said with a chuckle. With every fiber in my being, Jake replied. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there, and I hope the audio turned out half decent this time.
Okay, so I'm going to do another podcast uh, very, very shortly, folks. Thank, thanks for joining me, listening in.